All right, day 354, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Where's our engineer? Where did, where did Blair go? Because I have some, I don't think everything's set up there right. Anyway, glad you're with us. We're in Dallas today. That's why uh, we are uh, a little bit discombobulated starting the program. Anyway, big show today, and uh, we're here for CPAC. You know, I missed last year's CPAC, and I missed it a lot because I go every year. I don't go to as many events as I used to go to. And it's always a great crowd. It's always a lot of fun. Always wonderful people. And now they've been doing Florida CPAC and Texas CPAC. So I wanted to do Texas because I hadn't been in Dallas in a long time. And here we are. And uh, it couldn't be any better. And I passed an In-N-Out burger on the way in, which is even better. That makes me really, really happy. Um, we're going to talk a lot about, about races later on. Dr. Oz is going to join us. And I'll get to that in a second. You know, here we are. Today is Thursday. The election, the primary election, was on Tuesday. So ever since Tuesday, well, let's say early into Wednesday morning, in the race for governor, you have Carrie Lake, Taylor Robson, and they had 82% of the vote in. Today, they still have 82% of the vote in. What the hell is going on in Arizona? How do you expect people to have faith and confidence in the integrity of elections, if you don't count the votes in 24 hours, that's not that much to ask. It's why so many other countries, they don't have any of this early voting BS. They don't have, they do paper ballots. You put the thing in, you go show up on election day. I'd even be in favor of making election day a national holiday. If it means we have one election day, show up. Now, if you're disabled, you could vote by mail. If you have a legitimate reason, you're, you're going to be out traveling, you still want to vote, patriotic duty, you can apply for an absentee ballot and vote that way. And then you have to have, of course, you have partisan observers should watch the vote count start to finish. This vote has not changed now in 48 hours. And not, it's unfair to the people of Arizona. It's unfair to the candidates. It's unfair to the country that some states are incapable of running efficient elections. Like, I'll give you another example. So we had the problems in 2000 down in Florida. All right, then you have the, the Baker-Carter um, commission, and they, they de determined how to get away from hanging, swinging, dimpled, pimpled, chads, et cetera, that mess of 2000. You know, nobody could really ever have any sense of certainty that Bush and Cheney won by 537 votes. But, I mean, at some point, the Supreme Court weighed in. You needed a winner. but And, and Al Gore's lawyer, I thought, made a mistake at the time. I didn't particularly like, you know, the equal protection clause used in that case. But that's a separate issue for another day. How is it we still don't have a declared winner? What's so hard about counting the votes? Why every other state is now counting votes, and they can't count the votes in this state. Now, if it's within the margin that they have an automatic recount, fine. Harry Lake is winning 46.2% to 44.4%. But they say they're estimating that there's still 142,890 votes uncounted. And my question is, why are they not counted? How does this happen in state after state after state. They just had a ruling with the, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. You know, the, the Supreme Court doesn't even care about its own state constitution. In the Pennsylvania Constitution, 
They literally have very specific criteria that you need to meet to vote by mail. And it's limited. They designed it that way. Now, the state legislature, they passed, what was it, Bill 77, um, and, and they decided, rather than going through the difficult, hard, arduous process, which would be to have a constitutional amendment, they just decided, you know what, that's too hard, that's too big a hev- too heavy a lift. Let's go this way, and we'll just pass a law, we'll circumvent our own state constitution. That's not how it works legally. And for the Supreme Court to go along with them just bypassing their own state constitution speaks volumes about why we want people that interpret the constitution on the bench, not people that legislate from the bench or people that affirm legislating from the bench, even though it's in the constitution in clear, unambiguous language, what the criteria should be. We had the Wisconsin Supreme Court. They, They determined those drop boxes that they used in 2020 shouldn't have been used. Look, everybody, the country needs to get out of this horrible cycle of having questions after elections, especially because we know how to do it right, because so many states, they do it right. And 11 o'clock, you know, Fox News can now project so-and-so is one Florida. Fox News can now project that this state was so-and-so one in this state and so-and-so one in this state. We can now project it. If all you, if you can project in the winners in 40 states or 45 states, why can't we have it in all 50 states? And it, it, all it does is it creates suspicion. People doubt the integrity of it. They don't have confidence in the final outcome and the results. And, and you know, you, you find yourself creating a problem that you don't need to have. We're smart enough. Other states do it. And. Arizona needs to get their Adam ship together, and they need to get it right. I mean, it's that simple. It's not fair to anybody in Arizona. The fact that you don't know who won the Republican primary, you know, two days later is unconscionable. And we don't even have a date when we might know who they're going to declare as a winner. And then who knows what, what's going to happen after that. We're going to have another recount, then another recount, then a third. It's insane. And it doesn't have to be this way. That's the problem. It's something you can easily fix. Um, We're watching something very strange is going on in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, really, really strange. So Dr. Oz won the Republican nomination. By the way, and to the credit of of all the the candidates in Pennsylvania, they have all now um, rallied around Dr. Oz. Uh, Dave McCormick, who... that race was won by less than 1,000 votes, 900 and some odd votes. Uh, he, is, he is supporting Dr. Oz. Jeff Bartos is supporting Dr. Oz. Kathy Barnett, I understand, is supporting Dr. Oz. And good for all of them because they needed to do it. And, and that's the same in any other state. Now, I know some of you, you know, after you put your, your blood, sweat, and tears and passion and heart into a campaign and you lose, you're not so quick to want to just turn around, all right, I'll support the winner. But it. With this important election cycle, you better put aside your personal feelings and you better support the winner or else you're going to get build back broke more 2.0. Then you're going to get a Supreme Court. They're going to stack the Supreme Court, um, you know, with a packet with as many liberals as they can put on there. Then they're going to eliminate the legislative filibuster. Then they're going to make, uh, let's see, D.C. and Puerto Rico 
Uh, they'll give them statehood. And, and God knows what other power grabs they'll put in place so they have power in their minds in perpetuity, at least on paper. You want sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, the United Sanctuary States of America, you'll get it under the, the left wing in this country. And if you thought the Green New Deal is bad, it will get a far worse than that. Anyway, so in Pennsylvania, the guy that won the Democratic uh, nomination is a guy by the name of John Fetterman. John Fetterman acts like he's a real tough guy. He's got a bald head, and he wears a hoodie everywhere he goes. And he thinks he's a tough guy. All right, he tries to act like he's an everyday working Joe. Blue-collar tough guy, as the Philly Inquirer said. Uh, they actually said the phrase blue-collar tough guy flashes across one of his TV ads as a grim-faced Fetterman poses before billowing smokestacks, and a narrator says he looked different and he's been different his entire life. And they finally did a deep dive. Now, here's what, problem number one. He's only been seen one time since before the primary when he had a stroke before the primary. Only one time. Now, I think the people of Pennsylvania need to know whether or not this guy is healthy enough, strong enough, and that's physically and cognitively to take on a stressful job like being a U.S. senator. I hope that Pennsylvania will de and Pennsylvanians will demand answers to these questions because this guy's got some of the most radical positions of any Senate candidate running in the country in this cycle. He is it. This, this guy makes Bernie Sanders look like uh, a member of the John Birch Society of, of years gone by. That's how you know right-wing he is, off the charts. Anyway, so they did this piece on Vetterman today. He, the guy bills himself as Mr. Working Class, always wearing the hoodie. Hoodie, hoodie, hoodie. Okay. The Philly Inquirer, they're not a right-wing publication. They've not been that kind to Dr. Oz in this campaign. Anyway, so they looked into his background, and what they're finding is he was a spoiled trust fund baby brat of, for most of his life who lived off handouts from his parents until just six years ago when he was 46 years old. I mean, let me tell you something about my kids. They're not getting a penny from me now. Never mind when they're 36 or 46. Go earn your own money. I, I, I've got you through college. Now you're on your own. Go work. And to the, my son's credit, my daughter will experience this soon. He tried to swindle me out of Uber Eats. Dad, at least when, when, I, when I get my first job, you're going to continue to give me Uber Eats, right? And I said, nope. I took it away from your brother, and I'm not giving it to you. Anyway, so the Philly Inquirer goes on to say, now, apparently, Dr. Oz's campaign is pointing out Fetterman was depending on mommy and daddy to cover most of his income, and they're saying that he failed to pay taxes 67 times on the small amount of money that he did make on his own. Um, public records, and, and Fetterman openly acknowledges that for a long stretch lasting well into his 40s, that his main source of income was from his mommy and his daddy. And this guy still, he doesn't even show up to work as a candidate. You know, in, in Pennsylvania, around Philly alone, they had 561 murders this year, more than ever before, while he is the lieutenant governor, for crying out loud. He doesn't do a thing. He wants Pennsylvania to be a sanctuary state. He says he wants open borders. He has said publicly that he wants Joe Biden to be more like Bernie Sanders. 
And he says, I'm not going to be a Joe Manchin Democrat. This is not a guy in touch with any Pennsylvania values that I know. He wants to decriminalize all drugs, everything, crack, heroin, meth, you name it. This is a guy that, you know, again, he wants all the power. He supports openly, you know, getting rid of the legislative filibuster, packing the U.S. Supreme Court. He doesn't care. He wants to release at least a third of all prisoners. He doesn't want any life sentences. And, you know, he's a pretend populist is the word that Dr. Oz used about this guy. And many think it's because of the way he dresses. Just because you wear a hoodie doesn't mean you're from the hood or that you're cool. You're a trust fund spoiled brat that doesn't work. And nobody has any idea what your real health situation is. And the people of Pennsylvania need to know. The fact that his parents supported him financially, you know, for all the years he was a mayor and until he was 46 years old. Could you imagine being supported by mama and dada until you're 46 years old? Get to work, you lazy. Whatever. I don't want to go too far here. Open seat. Fetterman's father gave him more than 100 grand, the single candidate super PAC, backing his son's campaign in 2016. John Fetterman was living off daddy's money until he was 46 years old. And he failed to pay taxes, apparently. They're alleging in the Oz campaign 67 times. Oz is going to join us. Everybody better start paying attention. You know, 538, Nate Silver, I don't often agree with him. He says the chances of the Senate remaining Democrat is 58%. It's going to matter in North Carolina. It's going to matter in Missouri. It's going to matter in Ohio. It's going to matter in Pennsylvania. It's going to matter in Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Nevada. It's going to matter in Arizona. Hopefully we can put Colorado and Washington State in play. We got to get Marco Rubio over the finish line, Herschel Walker in Georgia over the finish line, but in North Carolina over the finish line. These, if you want, unless you want more of this madness and insanity of build back broke and new green deal socialism and the climate alarmist cult, you know, you better start paying attention to these races because the media is not going to do that job. I promise you. All right, listen, we're halfway through 2022. It's been a big, big year for healthcare data breaches. Uh, the latest one, 1.9 million patients tied to 657 healthcare providers. It's, by the way, only the third largest this year. The other two impacting 2.8 million people and 2 million, respectively. Uh, every day, we're all putting our personal information at risk on the Internet. LifeLock.com by Norton. They see the threats that we all miss on our own. And by the way, when they find out your information is compromised, you will get an alert if your identity is stolen. You get a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to fix you, to, to fix it for you. And by the way, if you join now, they have a low annual rate. You'll save an additional 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Hannity. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Lifelock.com. Promo code Hannity to protect your good name, reputation, your finances, and your credit score. <laughs> 